Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The BMW i4 M50. It's 100% electric and 100% BMW. Experience the power of over 500 horses stampeding at a whisper as BMW M-engineered handling takes you through every twist and turn. The complete suite of intuitive technology keeps you connected. The pure performance keeps your heart racing. The BMW i4 M50. Silence has never said so much. BMW, the ultimate electric driving machine. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. If you've listened to prior podcasts, I often talk about running. I am a runner. I wasn't always a runner. I was the kid uh, with massive shin splints, with massive ankle issues when I was a kid trying to play sports. But I was always trying to run because I loved it. It was so freeing. It was my time. Kind of a chaotic upbringing with five brothers, all close in age, young parents. And running was always a release. And when I couldn't do it, that was super frustrating. And, you know, fast forward to today and you know, dozens and dozens of marathons and ultra marathons and Ironman triathlons. Later, I still love it. I love it more. You know, ran across the Grand Canyon and back during COVID with a, with a friend. One of the greatest experiences I've ever had. Now, not everyone loves running. Not everyone can run. And I have a problem with doctors saying, you know, well, just because you have pain, you shouldn't run. Now, I don't want you to hurt yourself or make something that's bad worse, but I think that is an overly, ridiculously simplistic approach to fixing our weak links, to being as healthy as possible. So back when I was a trainer and I was working with clients and I was trying to figure out their weaknesses, one of the simplest, most natural ways to do that was to go for a run with them, a short run and run walk. And then they'd say at the end, you know, half hour, whatever it was, 20 minutes, an hour, depending on the person. You know what? My knee hurts. This is tight. This is sore. And it would illuminate the weaknesses. So, yeah, I am biased towards running because I believe we were born to run. We weren't born to swim, people, or ride a bike. We can, and I do, and I enjoy it. But we were born to move forward on two legs, sometimes faster, sometimes slower. And I find it very sad that so many people can't do it and just a short amount of time for a short amount of time without being in serious pain. And so, yes, I am biased towards running. And yes, 
I'm kind of biased towards the marathon, but also half marathon. But I'll throw in 5K races, 10K races. I would love for everyone to experience what I experience, regardless of your age, regardless of where you are in your fitness journey or what issues you have. And I talk about in my book, The Micro Workout Plan, one of the final stories is that client who came to me at 50 with every issue. And it took years, years, but his goal was to lose weight, to do all those things that most of you want. But we also started running. And who knew that years later, he would be a a Boston Marathon qualifier. And then he would start doing things like bike across Europe with his wife. It opened up so many doors. But first and foremost, we fixed the weak wing so that he could run if he wanted to. And so I'm so excited for this next guest. And I only bring you the best. And this book, as I will talk about, is absolutely amazing. And I've read just about every book on running, including The Lore of Running, which is over a thousand pages. (laughs) Try that on for size. But I've written about running marathon books, triathlon books. This one's awesome. And it's different. And because the author comes at it from such a unique perspective and background, that's what makes it so good. Allie Nolan is the author. She's a journalist and writer based in Utah. She was the former features editor and is a current contributor for Runner's World. She is active in empowering women in the running world. You can find her byline in Bicycling, Garden and Gun, Runner's World, Self, Sport Literate, and Women's Health. She's amazing. And this book is so good, and it's a really hard book to write, as I will talk with her about. Really hard. So much going on, so many different uh, approaches. Uh, It's a huge investment of time and energy for people. And, you know, writers who care realize that. And so it's challenging. So after the break, Allie Nolan, her book is Master the Marathon, the Ultimate Training Guide for Women. Let me say this. It is for everyone. Almost more for men as well because of the ego involved with us guys. But even though the subtitle is uh, for women, it is for everyone. So if you're a runner, period, end of story, half marathon, marathon, pretty much any distance, especially in the marathon, obviously, but all this information will apply to everything. And the strength training plans, awesome. Awesome, you know, so good on so many levels. Okay, enough. When we come back, Allie Nolan, we'll be right back. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sort. High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at highfivecasino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. 
Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't get distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. And we are back. It could not be more excited to bring this guest to you. We share so many things in common. And I finished your book, Allie, at 5.30 a.m. this morning. Amazing. Yeah. You know what? I have so many good things to say. First of all, thank you for for taking the time. And yeah, so uh, as I said in the intro, Allie Nolan, Master of the Marathon, the ultimate training guide for women. Allie, I have read a lot of books on marathons. I've written a couple. (laughs) Yours is awesome. It is a really hard book to write. And I'm sure you found that. Yeah. You know, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm a huge fan. Yay. Um, Second of all, it it is difficult because you know what? Talking about the marathon like is... um, it's a challenge to strike the balance between being motivating and not scaring people away because <laughs> right. it's a difficult distance. But, you know, so I kind of, I felt like um, coddled the reader in some ways, I hope, but also kind of wanted to say like, you can do this. So hopefully that comes across. <laughs> no, it totally does. And I think in my experience, and I'm sure you kind of share this, I, I could kind of read between the lines, you can't please everyone. Right. And I'll get to like you say, and it was like dog ear in the book as I was going through, you know, it's a conservative plan, but for good reason. Right. So you're always going to have those hardcore type A people are going to go 16 months, 12 months. Are you kidding me? But that's the way to do it, Allie. So tell people just before we even jump in all that, just a little bit more. You know, I read your bio, but, you know, your background in writing and running. Absolutely. So for running, I am a very pedestrian runner. I am mid-packer all the way. And my fascination with running came from writing about it. So I am truly like a journalist. I I worked at Runner's World Magazine for years. I've written for Bicycling and Women's Health and um, Self Magazine. So lots of fitness writing, lots of strength training, and lots of interviewing experts throughout the years, which always I was using that advice for my own running. So yeah, I've run three marathons. I am still trying to break four hours. So definitely like not super speedy, but not back of the pack either. Um, And kind of just like your average runner. So I think that actually lent itself well to writing a plan for the vast majority of us. (laughs) Writing plans for us. Yeah. So yeah, that's my background. And you know what, Allie, I could tell that, well, I would guess that just in the way you wrote the book. And I think that's super important for so many people that you came you know, almost the other way, right? Usually you get the type A, you know, genetically yeah. gifted man or woman who writes this book, who's, let's be honest, not a great coach, doesn't understand yeah. that people weren't blessed with their genetics, right? right? And and the book kind of shows that, right? And people get hurt. Um, uh, yeah, oh my gosh, right? yes. I've actually, that's kind of, um, I, I had read one book and I'm not going to name it obviously, but I was like, this is a great book. I'm going to follow this plan to a T and I, I injured myself in the second month. Like, and I was just like, Oh, so I'm, I'm not this, I'm, this is not for me. Right. Like, yeah. I cannot do like, like such a high 
volume or so much speed work. Um, so yeah, that's why I was like, you know what? Most people are like me. Most people are going to need something a little more conservative. And I know I'm pretty sure thousand dollars <laughs> the plan you followed because so many people do and if it's the person i'm thinking about like knows their stuff but again comes at it from like a, a higher level genetically gifted background and let's be honest ali you know when i wrote my first book on marathoning and stuff like that you you, you want to try to impress people with your knowledge but you go do they need that what do they really need yeah. right and that's what i love about right. your book you give people what they need right to be successful uh, for a lifetime with that super not aggressive approach. And I love that. I love that. And that's, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's jump right into, you know, sure. what makes this book unique. It's for women. <laughs> and yeah, that's how you open up the book. Funny. And I got to be, as a guy, I was like, you know, wait a minute. Like, I can write a book for women, but but I can't. I remember writing about, like, chafing. And, and clients over the years would tell me, female clients, yeah, you know, my sports bra chafes here. and the, But I'm not a woman. So this book is so great in that regard. You come to it from that really important standpoint. So talk about that. So I saw this kind of gap in the training space where it was either like you were getting plans from um, elite women runners and they were very, very difficult or, um, you know, a lot of the other training books for women were solely like kind of, you know, feel good stuff. And I was like, let's blend this and let's talk about everything that women need. So like nutrition and also strength training, which for women lift, lifting weights is just like kind of always by, falls by the wayside. So I, I knew how important that was for marathoning. And so I wanted to really like hammer that home. Um, and then just kind of training your VO2 max a little bit more, you know, we're never going to have the same VO2 max as men, but like, it's nice to think that maybe that's like something we can work on, you know, through speed work um, in a different way than a man does. So yeah, it was just really trying to say like, okay, what do women really need in this process? And the last part that I thought was really important was the mental game. I think that for women, it's different because we just think in a kind of a different way. Some of us are like a little bit more... Um, you know, not kind to ourselves and men are more forgiving. I like, I don't want to generalize, but I think that women get really upset and frustrated with their poor performance sometimes. So that's why I really wanted to make sure that I address that in the book. And in the world today, Allie, where it's not politically correct to say that we're different. I loved that because that's science. We are physio physiologically yeah. different. We're going to talk about that. And psychologically, as you're saying, and don't apologize for it. It's true. But we can't. Yeah. And, and you know what? People are going to suffer if you're running 26 miles, which is hard. You want the best yeah. information based on your physiology and, and psychology, right? So it was so refreshing. And I go, awesome. Like, finally, you know, you brought so much to the table there. Let's talk about, because I think, Allie, most people have no concept of how recently women were not allowed to run <laughs> marathons. So talk about the history. It's so good. Absolutely. This is like mind blowing to me. So women were literally like barred from running the marathon as recently as, you know, in the 60s. 1966 is the first time you have a woman apply to run the Boston Marathon. That's Bobby Gibb. Uh, and she gets denied, but she just decides to run the marathon without a bib because um, she's a total, uh, you know, she's just the most amazing person in the world. She runs in nurse's shoes, like um, right. just runs like, 
you know, in the pack and people are like, what is that crazy lady doing? Well, she's running a really fast marathon. Um, the next year, Catherine Switzer applies under a pseudonym, a man's name. Um, she starts to run the race. The race director, Jock Semple, sees her running it, sees the ponytail or whatever, and literally goes onto the race course and tries to pull her off of the race course to and a male next to her, next to Catherine, a friend, um, punches Jock to get him off of her. So there's this literal fight taking place in the 1967 Boston Marathon. Um, and she does end up running and finishing that marathon. Of course, women were not allowed to be like admitted into a marathon until 1972. And that's just wild. I mean, that was that's in most people's lifetimes. Um, and then the other crazy fact that a lot of people don't realize is that the women's Olympic marathon was not an event until 1984. So that was, it's just, it's just so crazy to me that that um, was that recent. And that of course was won by Joan Benoit Samuelson. And that was the LA marathon. Um, they, they ran it in LA. I mean, She's incredible. I had the opportunity to work with her at Bush's oh. day at the White House years ago. How amazing. And it's still doing it today. <laughs> still, <But laughs> yeah. Before I forget, and that's awesome. And by the way, some people, if they've seen something, they've seen the Switzer picture, right? Where was yeah. it? Wasn't it her boyfriend or no? That I, It might have been her boyfriend. I'm not I sure. Think. I kind of like yeah. That's, I, at least that's, that's a story, you know, you're never quite sure, you know, what's the absolute truth. But that's like iconic picture of him, like throwing the the shoulder into the race director. Yes. Crazy. But before we forget, tell people, and I don't want to bash doctors, but like doctors telling people not to run. It's bad for your oh, knees yeah. and things like that. And I have many <laughs> friends who are doctors, but tell people what doctors and people, but doctors also thought would happen if a woman ran a marathon. It's crazy. <laughs> So doctors thought that we couldn't run more than I think it's like a half a mile or um, that our reproductive organs would literally fall out of our bodies. Your uteruses uteruses would fall out. Your uteruses would just fall out. So what would be the point of us then? So (laughs) It's it's so frightening, Allie, because it's like... (laughs) That never... Did that happen? Like, what are they basing that on? (laughs) I mean, I just I, I don't want to explore that too deeply because it makes me sad and it makes me disappointed yeah. and it makes me wonder what else. Right. We should question. You know what yes. I love, too, is you right at the beginning of the book on page five, you so perfectly laid out. You go, you know, yes, it's running, but there are five elements that you need to focus on uh, running mentality, strength training, nutrition and recovery like huge. Right. All five of those things. Running is important. But, you know, you have to focus on those things. Let's stick with just for a second longer, though, women, the differences like physiologically, uh, psychologically you alluded to that women can be better. People don't realize the longer the distance is. Yes. And this is a fascinating thing that's been being studied right now. So there's one study that says we're just better at pacing over the long term. Um, So we tend to run more even splits or sometimes we run um, a negative split. And I think that just has to do maybe with patience or with the ability to hold back a little more than men. And then the other thing is when you get into ultra distances, our bodies can use the extra fat that we have stored a little more efficiently um, because we have extra of it. And so we are, you know, we have that surplus that takes us 
for longer. And that's like a really simplified version of that. But that is something that I think we're going to see more and more ultra runners that are women that are excelling. Um, And I think more women are going to get into that kind of space because it's it's a pretty cool place because you can kind of go nice and slow and walk a little bit here and there. And then, you know, all of a sudden you run like 50 miles. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And, and one other thing you're just being nice, I think is the psychological component that, you know, they're saying maybe, you know, childbirth, child, you know, uh, yeah. Childbirth that women are just mentally tougher, (laughs) you know, so so you got the pacing. uh, And I love that the longer the race is, the more it favors women. You know, that doesn't yeah. make men happy. And I think, her, how do you pronounce her name? Do, uh, Doe Walter, Courtney Doe Walter. Who Courtney Doe Walter. Amazing, yes. right? Hero. Yeah. 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 One, but, She's uh, going to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> People don't realize it's I don't, uh, Big's Backyard Ultra. She won it. She beat all the men, ran over almost three days, 283 miles, right? And won. Beat yeah. the men. Yeah. Incredible. It's incredible. And she is just, I mean, I watch a lot of videos with her talking and just her mental game is super strong. So, yeah. Yeah, there's some great podcasts Yeah, with people yeah. out there uh, who interview her and just like she talks about going into the pain cave yep. um, and yes. just chipping away at it. I mean, if you want to get into the psychological part, which Allie talks about as being so important, we're going to get into that in a second, but that's like the pinnacle of it. it just shows how much control we have over that, right? Yes, it's it's yeah. it's physiological, but the mind is a huge part. And let's start there, actually, because I think what's, uh, again, so amazing about your book is you start right away, Allie, with goal setting. And that's yeah. so important. Explain why. So when it comes to running a super long distance, like a marathon, I think that if you get into those longer volume weeks, so let you, you kind of like amp up from like 20 miles a week to like 40 to 45, right? When you're in that grind phase, if you don't have a really good motivation and reason why to run a marathon, it's going to suck and you're going to suffer and you're not going to be able to accept the pain that you're in. And that's another side of it is accepting the pain that, you know, we'll get to, but being able to recall that why, and it can't just be like, I want to lose five pounds because that's not going to get you anywhere. Um, So we do a lot of work in the book. I'm like, okay, let's reframe that. Like I want to be a healthier version of myself. And why do I want to be a healthier version of myself? Because I want to live longer for my kids, like whatever, you know, but it, It has to be something that is easily recalled so that when you're on mile 20 of your 20 mile run, you don't just like crumble into a ball and die. You actually like get through it because you have a really solid reason. Yeah. So you can enjoy the not only the the race itself, Allie, right, but the the process. Right. And so many people, as you talk about in the book, again, I love right away. You're like, here, you got to get it straight before you even get into the book that, you know, don't just try to beat your coworker. And have that extrinsic goal, right? So explain like the difference between extrinsic and intrinsic and how important that is. Absolutely. So the extrinsic is kind of like that external factor. And that's like the easy thing that I think a lot of people like kind of latch on to. So, you know, it it could be like beating your coworker, which is kind of hilarious, actually. Um, Or it could be, you know, losing weight or it could just be like, oh, this is my New Year's resolution because everyone else is doing it your intrinsic goal is something that is coming like from inside of you. You know, it is your actual core motivation. Um, That's like really digging deep and saying like, okay, 
what really is motivating me and what is going to, you know, make this worthwhile. So instead of it just being something like on your bucket list, like what makes it on your bucket list? And instead of it just being your new year's resolution, like, well, why is this a resolution for you? So that's kind of what, you know, just doing that little bit of self-research to see like why you actually want to do it. And if you only actually want to do it to beat Joe in the cubicle next to you, like you probably shouldn't run a marathon. <laughs> right. And and the problem that people I don't think realize, Allie, is that there's so many factors and you talk about this, you know, you've got the weather, just so many things that can go wrong. And those of us who have raised a lot know it's not a matter of if, but when and how many things will go wrong. And so to have that ruin your whole experience, right? Because now you're running Boston or whatever, and it's 90 degrees and that time goal you told everyone you had to hit isn't going to happen. And so the whole experience is is colored in a negative way for so many people. Um, And now I I would argue when I started, Allie, there was no Internet. There was no emails. Right. But, you know, people find themselves writing that email to everyone about what went wrong during the race itself. Right. And so it's hard. You know, it takes a lot of racing. But, you know, your book is so good at, at, again, just right off the bat saying, hey, you know, why you're doing this is so important. And at the end of the day, it's for you. It's for you, yeah. right? It's not for anyone else. And there's so much more involved. And I even love that you talk about charity because charity is a huge thing now and you can run for all these great causes. You know, that's still not enough, right? It's got to be right. for you. Um, it really does, yeah. That's yeah. so important. You can be the most altruistic person in the world and, and run a, a million charity races, but you could still be disappointed when you get to the finish line if you didn't do it for a reason that was like really genuine to yourself. So, right. yeah. Right. Um, let's go to another thing that uh, I, I am obviously a huge proponent of, and I love how much emphasis you have on it. And you already uh, talked about it. Strength training. It's so Yay! important. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And you have so much. I would argue the best strength training of any book I've read, hands down. Oh, my gosh. That's oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and you have like so many different things. And it's not just one. It's it's better than mine. It's way better than mine. <laughs> I mean, mine's a while back, but like absolutely. So uh, explain why it's so important, especially for women. Yes. Uh, so I like I tell this little story that there's a. A, a personal trainer that I have seen for years when I was living in Pennsylvania and he was amazing. And like, um, I brought running friends to him. I went to him and he would like laugh at us because like we hadn't been doing strength training. And so our balance was off and we would do step ups onto, a you know, just onto a little block and like we would fall off and he would be like, what is wrong with you? This is ridiculous. Why are you only running? So I really took that to heart. And then I went one step further and said like, well, what are strength and balances that that women are um, most likely to see or that cause injury? So our hips are, you know, generally speaking, weaker. We have some interesting stuff going on because of our hips are wider that like our lower extremities kind of are shaped differently. And that doesn't really always bode well for our form. So we want to like build up our calves and our ankles and, you know, make sure the muscles around our knees are protected. So that's like all of that stuff is, um, you know, doing some really great clamshell stuff, you know, which is not super exciting or sexy, but really important and um, doing hip bridges. And then there's also getting your posterior chain really into the mix. So lots of deadlifts, lots of single leg deadlifts for your balance. And um, 
yeah, what else? Oh man. I mean, it's, but it's not a ton, right? Like you, you, you saw, like, it's not like going to take you an hour in the gym. It should only take 20 to 30 minutes, hopefully. Um, because I know that runners just want to go out and run, but like, I, I think that once you start strength training, then you're like, wow, I see how much improved my running is. I'm going to continue it. It's just a matter of getting people to pick up the five pound dumbbell. <laughs> so right. that's, that's the whole point of the, these plans. Yeah. No. And, and it's, you know, it's interesting that you apologize for putting it in there because yeah, I know. Right? <laughs> and, and I was so happy to see that not only is it in there and you have all the different plans and all the great exercises, but it's in there frequently. And you even talk yeah. about because what do runners say to us, Ali? They say, well, where am I going to do it? When am I going to do it? I'm running. Yeah. I'm doing all of this stuff. I, I just can't fit it in. And then my legs are going to be fatigued. But you're like, no, it's th th two or three times a week, depending on what phase you're in. Um, but it's what you said, right? It's not um, it's not it's not uh, bodybuilding. It's not your traditional go to an, uh, the gym for an hour. It's 20 minutes of mostly body weight stuff that pay such huge dividends. Right, Allie? And the line it I does. use, and I'm sure you do, too, because you say prehab in the book, but you are going to do those exercises. It will either be in rehab because you have to yep. or in yep. prehab because you want to. Right. But yes. you will do them. So I love that you have such an emphasis on that. So much. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing that runners don't realize is that it actually can improve your performance, especially if you're doing like some of the plyo in the um, pre-base and base trading months. Like, that's going to just build up your speed. So yeah, I really hope that runners are kind of getting into the train. And the other thing that I have in here is like, if you have those excuses, like, oh, I don't have time or, oh, I don't have a gym membership. I basically give you every tool you need to get over that excuse. So no excuses. <laughs> no. And, and I don't think that I, I mean, I think I do the vast majority of my strength training in this way at home. You know, I do a mix of gym and home workouts, but you know, yeah. you don't need machines and it should be 20 minutes or so because you are running and you are cross training and you are doing so many different things. And as you said, I, I love this debate. And it, it goes on, Allie, with triathletes as well, too, who are even worse, I would argue, than uh, <laughs> the type A triathlete. Holy cow. Yes, it's they're like, really, yes. Oh, they're horrible. <laughs> like slowtwitch.com and stuff. I haven't been on that in like a decade because it's just so negative. It's like Twitter. But, um, <laughs> you know, the question always is, does strength training improve performance? And I always say, first and foremost, yeah, because it keeps you injury free so you can keep training. Yeah. And the, the yeah. discussion could end there. But as you said, the studies also show that plyometrics and running economy, it makes you a better runner as well. Right. But first and foremost, yeah. if you're hurt, you can't run. <laughs> so right. that's the most important, <laughs> yes. you know, Occam's razor, right? Yes. I just love it. So yes, like, I, oh, but I do have one. Out of all of my positive stuff to say, you're like, what? What? I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the one issue I had. The mm -hmm. bulk, the bulk issue. And you talk about oh. it, but you only yeah. talked about it for like three sentences. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that's, as you and I both know, it's like what almost drove me out of the business. Women fear that bulk. It's insane to me. I just want to like yell at everybody about it. I'm like, <laughs> and my, my great friend Danielle um, Zickel at uh, Runner's World actually wrote an article that was like, you're not going to get bulky. Like we have to debunk this myth. Does anybody know how much protein we would have to eat and how many, how much we would have to spend lifting to, and how little we'd have to be running to build all the muscle that we think we're going to build to get bulky? Like I just, 
I don't know. I'm like rambling because like it's just blows no. My I mind. wanted you to do that. Don't in the book. think that we're gonna get bullied. <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. I wanted like just the. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's hard because we're fighting that. And you know what makes me laugh? Actually, Allie, just a little aside. But you know, I taught group cycling, taught all those classes for years. And, you know, so many women didn't take class because they said, what, that indoor cycling was going to make your legs huge. I literally oh, had, man. like, you know, friends who would say, yeah, I took three classes and my legs got too big and I stopped. What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but let's fast forward, Allie, to, well, I guess if it's a $2,000 bike in your home, uh-huh, then it's uh-huh. okay. Right. So suddenly, <laughs> suddenly that Peloton <laughs> took away the whole bulk. Suddenly your legs no longer got big if you were, you know, at home and it was an expensive bike. But yeah, I think that is, I know that is one of the main reasons women fail to achieve so many of their goals, including running and marathons and stuff, is that stupid, unfounded fear of bulk. And it's it's too bad. So I'm glad that you it's talked really about it. It's too bad. Yeah. And I just, I I don't know if there's still anyone that really thinks that they're going to get bulky. Like I can say that I, I, I have actually tried to put muscle on and it feels nearly impossible. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, maybe that'll help. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just being, I'm being tough, but that, that just, that, that's a four letter word as we know in fitness. Yeah. And let's yeah. talk about, let's finish up with the mental side because so important. And you throughout the whole book, you're like, listen, you know, the running is important, but if you don't have your mental game together, uh, you're in trouble. And I, I agree a hundred percent that women are tougher. And this was my master's degree too, was um, exercise science and sports psychology. Cause I realize how important it is and self-talk yeah. you talk about negative self-talk. So just talk about how important that is. Absolutely. This was fascinating to me and something that um, I started researching because I was doing like my own therapy, which is totally a great thing. I was like, Hey, this CBT stuff really could work for running because I was constantly falling into this negative world of, Oh, that was too slow. That pace was, was terrible. Or, Oh, I missed my run. I just, I can't believe it. I blew it. I blew my training. Like, so that's super black and white thinking or super, um, just, you know, beating myself up. So the mental game that I wanted to focus on a lot for women was like reframing all of that to be more positive. So like, instead of saying like, oh, that pace was too slow, saying something like, okay, that pace was slower than yesterday. Maybe that's what my body needed today. Um, because guess what? You, it's not too slow. You're training, you're, tra- you're supposed to be training slow. So that's another thing you could say, I'm running exactly the pace I need to be running right now. And if you skip a run, you just say, oh, okay. Well, that's fine. That that doesn't matter because in the grand scheme of training for a marathon, you're going to have to skip a run because life is going to get into the way and that's fine. You know, it's not going to make or break your race. So it's really, um, I wanted women to learn to reframe. Um, We also do a lot of thought stopping. So just like stopping those negative thoughts before they even get into your you know, get into your psyche because my argument, and you would probably know more about this than me with an actual degree instead of just like doing therapy, um, is that the negative thoughts will actually act as a hindrance, will, will eventually slow you down. And if you don't tame them and they come to you in mile, you know, 19 or 20 of the race, they could literally add minutes. And so if you actually do have a time goal, you know, you want your brain to be thinking positively. So it does propel you to the finish. So yeah, there's so that was like my favorite thing to research. And um, yeah, it was a, a really exciting thing to write. And I've already had like two women come up to me and say like, this is so refreshing. It's like you were in my brain. 
And I was like, yeah, I, I know because I'm that person. <laughs> well, and that's why it's so perfectly put. It was so refreshing. And you even talk about, which I love and practice myself, you know, just the one words you focus on too to kind of, mm-hmm. to you know, control that focus. And some professional athletes talk about it. Some don't. Every single one of them do it, regardless of sport. And, you know, for me, there's, I use many. Uh, You talk about mantras and things like that as well. So important. I mean, I use, I I think I wrote about this in the book too, way back, but Beastie Boys lyrics, let it flow, let yourself (laughs) go slow and low. That is the tempo. Now that is really long, right? But like, that's what I, oh, I love the dog. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I have two at home. No, you got it. Um, but that is so important. And one for me also is the, as the race gets longer, I get stronger. As the race gets longer. I, so the mental game is crucial. And let's kind of wrap it up with this. Is that self-efficacy how, yes, it's cliche to talk about why um, this translates over to every single part of your life. When you set this goal, it's a long goal. As you say in the book, Allie, you know, it could be from six months to a year and a half but it makes mm-hmm. your whole life better. So for all those women who are on the fence about running their first marathon or have done a handful but want to, you know, get better at it, let's talk to them and, and just explain to them, like, how this changes your life for the positive. It really does change your life. I mean, for me, the process is the most amazing part. And whenever I am like in training and marathons for sure have marathons, same deal. So I would say like any distance race where you're organizing your life kind of around a training plan, you know, first of all, you are putting in this physical work. So you're going to feel like a rock star. You're going to get to those 40 mile weeks and just feel like you could do anything. And then with the right mindset, you really can do anything. And you're going to like be able to cultivate that grit and see like how much tenacity you have. And it does translate to the rest of your life. And you're going to like learn to love yourself and learn to love your abilities in a way that you haven't before. So I don't know. I think that running really does, you know, teach a lot of great lessons, but it it can also teach a a great lesson about like self-care and self-compassion and just learning to, you know, love the process as much as the end result. And I I hope everybody runs a marathon now. You know what? I always feel guilty, Allie, when I talk about it here on the show, because I'm like, listen, not everyone's going to run a marathon. But I I say, and you know, you you actually allude to this in the book, too. You say uh, on page 156, that's why I believe in uncovering weaknesses. And I say back when I was a trainer, I would have everyone, almost everyone run with me because it would uncover their weaknesses, both physiologically and psychologically, right? So they go, oh, it hurts my back, it hurts my knees. And this is why I have such a problem, (laughs) kind of wrap it up with this, I guess, but with the doctors who say don't run, it's like, okay, I'm not healthy enough to run. Maybe I should figure out why. And maybe I should fix those things, right? So if it's a 5K, as you said, half marathon is awesome for people. And by the way, buy this book, regardless of what distance you are running, because all the stuff applies to everything. So you can tweak the plans and whatever, but it's the content that is so important. But I want everyone to be healthy enough to run if they want to. Three miles, although, yeah. as you say, and I agree, three miles kind of sucks. <laughs> three miles is painful, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is why we run farther. I believe that's kind of an evolutionary thing. You go, after three miles, it gets really, really good and progressively yes. <laughs> better, right? That's why, you know, 100,000 people apply to the New York City Marathon every year. 100,000 people. Yeah. 
Um, I could go on for hours. It is such a good book, Allie. Thank you for for taking the time. You know, it's going to change people's lives and we have the greatest job in the world in that regard. I agree. Thank you so much. It seriously means a lot coming from you. So I'm like, yes. Oh my you. gosh. Again, Allie Nolan, Master of the Marathon, The Ultimate Training Guide for Women. And by the way, men, read this as well. <laughs> like, totally. let's not just limit yeah. it because there's so much in here. As I said, one of the I've read just about all of them. This is awesome. So Amazon, anywhere you can buy books, Master the Marathon, the Ultimate Training Guide for Women. And how can people follow you, Allie? Oh, follow me on Instagram at Allie Allie Knoll. That's the best way to connect with me. Awesome. We will put that in the show notes as well. Allie, have an awesome day. Thank you so much for taking the time. And I hope to speak with you uh, with the next book. Yes, for sure. I will see you very soon, I'm sure. All right. Have a great day. And then we will be right back after this short break. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! I won again. I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. This This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant, navigation becomes a breeze. Even on the practice field, AT&T in-car Wi-Fi keeps you connected while in proximity of your vehicle. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. See if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Don't let connectivity be a roadblock in your journey. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. We are back. I say it frequently. I have the greatest job in the world. You know what my homework is oftentimes? Is reading all of these books on fitness. I've made my passion, my vocation. I get to talk to people like Allie Nolan, who are making the world a better place. You go, oh, that's so like cheesy, but it's true. Not selling shoes. Selling self-efficacy, selling setting goals for yourself, the number of positives that come out of training for something. I don't care if it's a marathon, but that's a really good one. It's a huge challenge. And when you achieve it, the first one, there's nothing better than your first one. They're all good. They're all different. And every single one of them makes you a better person, not just a better athlete, not just healthier physiologically, psychologically. And yes, I do these races for many reasons, including being as healthy as possible. But what has taken over that is the self-efficacy, is the confidence that comes from over and over setting a goal, 
fighting through the obstacles that are not, it's not a matter of if, as I say, but when, and sometimes they're just keep coming at you. And as I say, you can either embrace the excuse or you can choose the challenge. I get choked up every single finish line I run through. Every single one. And even when there isn't a proverbial finish line like the Grand Canyon where, you know, we did that friend and I on our own. Because that's what life's about is experiences, challenging yourself, and control. And there's something about choosing to, let's call it what it is, suffer, but in a great way. Because so much is out of our control. And when you make that conscious choice to set this goal like a marathon and you accomplish it, that is yours. No one can take that away from you. And you are stronger physiologically and you are stronger psychologically every mile you run, every race you finish. Cannot recommend this book more highly, even if you're not going to run a marathon. For women and men, Master the Marathon, the ultimate training guide for women. Ali Nolan, thank you again. Best guests, best information right here. <laughs> if you want to reach out, and I love to hear from you, Tom H. Fit is Instagram and Twitter. Fitnessdisrupted.com is the website. Please follow the show, rate the show, tell your friends about the show, share it. And remember, I have one goal. Well, kind of a couple rolled into one, but it's to help you live your best life, to bring you the best information, and to tell you that you can. I like these articles that say, you can't, it's your genetics, you can. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumber5Casino.com. High Five Casino. Are you feeling overwhelmed by anxiety? Struggling to find restful sleep or plagued by a restless inability to focus? It's time to break free from the chains of mental health challenges and discover a path to healthy living. Welcome to Amen University, founded by renowned psychiatrist and brain health expert, Dr. Daniel Amen. Dr. Amen, alongside a team of esteemed doctors and experts in their fields, understands the struggles you're facing and are here to offer solutions. From debilitating anxiety to sleepless nights filled with worry, our courses are meticulously crafted to target these specific challenges head on. Join us on a journey of transformation led by Dr. Amen and a roster of top-tier professionals. Say goodbye to the constant battle with your mind and embrace a future filled with hope and possibility. Visit our website today to explore our courses and start your journey towards a brighter tomorrow. Use code BRAIN10 and get 10% off. That's code BRAIN10 and get 10% off your first purchase. Amen University, because your mental health matters. 
During the Right Rug Flooring Hello Summer Sale, you'll find savings throughout the store, all backed by the right price guarantee, including carpet with a lifetime stain warranty, only $159 installed with pad. That's right, $159 includes expert installation as soon as tomorrow. Visit rightrug.com, R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com to find a showroom near you or schedule a free in-home shopping appointment. Say hello to summer and save. Right Rug Flooring, right here, right now.